The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it in for the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. What's up? Welcome into Talkin' Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. As the returning Mickey Spagnola would say. It's a blue Monday out here at the Star in Frisco, but we're here for the next hour to talk about it. Rob Phillips hosting for Bill Jones today. Brian Broaddus joining as always. Read his notebook on DallasCowboys.com right now, breaking down the Cowboys 16-8 to opening loss at Carolina. William Boykins next door producing. And uh, before we get started, welcome back, Mick. Yeah. Should I hang my headphones on the, on the mic here? Yeah. Sure. That was pretty cute. Hang them up. That's Kent being yeah. really creative right there. <laughs> Some creative producing, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. That was kind of genius. I expected some thing point we've ever to, done. I expected I just wish we had more drops of you, Mickey, so we could have just done you from just a Just got ahead and show. just kept dropping and have my answers. Yeah, yeah. I expected to see one of those big head fans sitting here, you know, <laughs> with my face on it. A big Mickey fathead? That'd be cool. I watched. Yeah? Almost called in. But I didn't want to stop down the show. Did uh, blood pressure okay after watching that game uh, last night? Yeah, I think so. It, it actually went down this morning. <laughs> That's good. Huh? That's good. We're glad to have you back. Glad you're feeling better. And uh, glad you could join us for breaking down a, a tough loss yesterday. I mean, there was some good. There was some bad. And like Brian's headline said on the website, there was definitely some ugly Cowboys lose to the Panthers 16-8. to Fifth time in the last nine games, this football team hasn't reached 10 points. Yeah. Single-digit points. Offense struggled. What's uh, what's y'all's first impressions or, or quick impressions from the game? It was awful. It was as bad as opener I think I've seen. It actually took me back to 1989. Um, A 1-15 team. 28 to nothing to the Saints. Offensive ineptitude. Uh, they didn't do anything right that day. I think they ran for like 20 yards, um, never came close to scoring. The quarterback got beat up. And, uh, yeah, this was uh, – I, I expected it to be a little bit of a struggle, but not that bad. I, I just think it didn't think it would be that bad. Uh, my column that I'm going to send to you here when we finish um, said it looked like a team that hadn't played football in three weeks. And that's exactly what it looked like. Maybe they needed a few preseason reps. Well, I don't know. I don't know I mean, how you handle that. Yeah. But it took them all the way to the fourth quarter before offensively they acted like they were knowing what they were doing. Yeah. And and the worst part was, is those first four possessions, you had two penalties and two sacks out of those four possessions, and you were facing second and seventeen, third and twenty six. Uh, and then finally, when you got to the fifth possession, when you had a chance on third and seven, uh, Dak on the run, instead of setting his feet, tries to throw off his back foot and short hops Jarwin by, what, 10 yards? Yeah, clearly. Wide open. Yeah. And, and it, when you're struggling like that, you just can't make a mistake like that. And, you know, and 
not to keep going on and on, but the darndest thing of the whole game, they only lost 16 to 8. It was 16 to 8. Had a yeah. chance in the fourth And had quarter. a possession, yeah. right? Yeah. As bad as they played. Carolina wasn't great either offensively, no. Brian. But, no, they, uh, they weren't. But it's hard to be as poor offensively as the Cowboys were, especially early in the game. Yeah, you know, and I I, I want to believe that the, the coach and staff had a really good plan for how to handle Luke Keekley early in that game, you know, or how to, how to kind of take care of him. And it seemed like, though, in the second half, they were able to do some things where they were able to get him blocked and didn't allow him to to completely wreck what they were doing. Um the, the thing that, you know, Mickey talked about the third and seven and the short hop plays and all that stuff like that, and, you know, that he's absolutely right about that. It looked just as bad on film this morning as, that, uh, as you saw yesterday. Uh, he could have helped Connor Williams on the sack that he gave up. Yeah, you know, Quan Short beat him clean early, but he had, he had Jeff Swain curled up. Uh, you know, and he was looking right at him for a chance to throw the ball. I have no idea why he didn't try and hit Jeff Swain. To get the first down, you know, he he looked at him and, you know, he just didn't pull the trigger. And there were several uh, uh, plays like that where, you know, people are saying, well, were the receivers open? And that was something I was looking at last night. I was thinking, okay, am I going to watch this tape this morning and feel like that receivers weren't getting open? And there were times where there were receivers open and Prescott came off one one time. Uh, where he he had the opportunity on third and uh, a third down play, you know, late in the game, where he could have hit Swain for a touchdown, he could have hit uh, Gallup for a touchdown uh, in the uh, you know on the same play. He didn't throw; he ran. He luckily he got the first down, kept the drive going. He missed uh, Gallup on the on the crossing route right there late in the game that would have put them deep in Carolina territory. If he throws the ball in front of Gallup right there, Gallup is on his way. And, you know, you're looking at maybe a different situation right there. But I just feel like, though, that there was there was too many times in this game where Prescott made reads and didn't read the correct thing or for some reason. And he's going to sit down and look at the tape and go, my gosh, why did I not throw that? Why did I not see that? Why did I – you know, he's got Cole Beasley on a third down play too where, you know, it's a bunch formation. It's the third and three play, I want to believe. And if I had the distance right, but he's still they got bunch formation, and the design is to get Beasley inside, and Beasley's inside. But for some reason, Prescott not patient enough to allow him. You know, he looks at him, and then he immediately takes his eyes and goes outside. And you're going, wait a minute. Design of the play is to get Cole Beasley inside. You had him. You had the corners beat. You had their coverage uh, on their heels. You could have hit him. It would have been a first down. So there were a lot of plays in this game where. Either Dak Prescott reads affected the way that the play was executed. And, you know, the offensive coordinator will get a lot of grief for bad play calling. But there was a lot of poor execution, mainly by your quarterback, that affected the way those plays were run. You know, and this is the um, – <clears throat> and I got reminded, the downside of watching the game on television, which I hadn't done since 1988 – Broke your streak, unfortunately. Well, um, but at least I was working when I didn't cover those games. But when I was at the Olympics in Seoul, South Korea in 88, the Summer Olympics, we watched the games on TV. Right. And I forgot how much you can't see on right. television. Right. It was frustrating, number one, that you can't tell who's in the game and who isn't. And then number two, 
you never know what's going on in the secondary with the receivers. Right. 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 And, you know, and I probably should apologize to the fans out there that have to watch the game on TV uh, when I get uh, impatient with them when they talk about, well, the receivers did this. You can't see what the receivers are doing. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. Tough. It's tough. And I went back and, you know, watched the game again. And you, you just don't know. Yeah. And so you can't see what the quarterback should be seeing or right. not seeing. And it's 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 what a luxury to be at the games to see those things from above. No yeah. question. And all yeah. 22 is great for Yeah, and too. it's one of the things why, you know, after games and stuff, I sit there and talk about, okay, this, that, and the other, or write about it. And then you get to the opportunity. Unfortunately, we get to sit down and watch this. And you do, like Mickey says – you do get to see receivers run routes. You do get to see tight ends run routes. You do get to see, oh, my gosh, Ezekiel Elliott, if he doesn't get tripped up in the flat, uh, that's going to be a big play. It's going to be him and Luke Keekley one-on-one at the sticks to see if they can get this first down. You know, those are things you don't always see. You know, uh, it, you know Dak Prescott, well, oh, on that throw to the short hop throw, well, immediately you think, run, run, run. No, well, oh, Luke Keekley standing right there bearing down on you so he had to make a decision like okay am I going to beat Luke Keekley to the sticks or am I going to try and make this throw with my feet like Mickey said not being stable you know he comes back and makes that same throw later in the game it's just from a little bit less of a distance of him now I'll tell you what though Jarwin is is you know and I'm not blaming Jarwin he's a young kid but he's drifting away from Prescott instead of if he felt like I'm so open I need to stop and just allow Dak to get me the ball, that probably would have been the best thing to, to have happen. Maybe a veteran tight end or a veteran receiver makes that adjustment. Like, I'm so open, I don't need to keep drifting up the field. I need to keep in position here to allow my quarterback to get me the ball. If he's probably four yards further up the field, they have a chance for a completion there. But it, it didn't work out. There were a lot of plays during this game where it was what if, Oh my gosh, they could have. Why didn't they execute? Again, I am not defending uh, Scott Linehan here. I am defending, I'm not defending anybody really. I'm just saying, though, he asked these guys to make plays, and there were several guys in this game that did not make enough plays. That was the bottom line. Because that's the narrative coming out of this game, of course. Is it's it, is fire it, the coaches and all that. Yes. And you're talking to a guy who's the blowtorch of fire coaches, okay? I, you know, I, that's something that I live with, you know? But and but I'm trying to also be fair. And when you watch, if you know quarterbacks, they always Jason Garrett says we try and put these players in position to make plays. Somebody should have been blocking Luke Keekley. You know whether it was a puller, whether it was a, a down block, whether it was a combo block. You don't allow Luke Keekley just to run free all day. That that is a poor game plan if that's your game plan. But what happened? They did in the second half. They got bodies on him. One of Ezekiel's uh, uh, best runs was okay. They get a chip. They get a down block from the tight end to seal the edge, and then they get, and then they get Swain inside on Keekley. Now what happens? You're running on the safety. That's how the play is designed to go when it's executed well and blocked well. But again, the the, well, the narrative is the offensive coordinator sucks. And to Mickey's point, when you watch the TV copy. You say the offensive coordinator sucks, but then when you get into watching the All-22, you're like, Prescott missed this. Oh, what was he looking at there? Oh, really good route. Wait a minute. Why didn't why didn't uh, 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 Jeff Swain block down on that time to get Keekly? If he gets Keekly, they got a shot. 
That's what happens to you in these games. I think I think it also emerged that there was no Travis Frederick out there. Yeah, but you know, I, I didn't feel like Mickey when you go back. No, and I don't watch... say in Looney played yeah. poorly. Well, but I think the second the second level blocks. That's that is fair. There. That is fair. That is where you you know with with. Frederick, we always say this, he cuts the defense in half with his ability to play in the second level. He knows how to, okay, Travis has got his guy, uh, excuse me, uh, Zach's got his guy here. I've got to go up where Looney's not really, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. Oh, wait a minute, I've got to get to the second level, and I can't quite get there. And then now you have guys running free. Your concern going into this game, as we were wrapping up the week, Brian's concern, Mick, was that Carolina front seven, not necessarily the defensive line, but that whole front seven yeah. with Keekley flowing to the ball, fast linebackers. you got Kawan short and yeah. done Terry Poe in there. Can they block up front for Zeke? And Zeke finishes with 15 carries, 69 yards. I think he only had 18 yards in the first half. They just couldn't get anything going up no. front for Zeke. No. And it, the, the, the talk coming out of the game, and Zeke said in the second half, they didn't really run anything much differently. No. They just executed better, as yes, you said. They did. You know, that first half, Mick, I think you alluded to it, third and 26, third and 12, third and 10, third and 11, third and 7. Garrett were, said that. They're behind the change really the whole first half. So what are you going to call? Oh, a five you know, on, you're the offensive yeah. coordinator. What are you calling? It's tough, right? He called a screen, and if the if the running back would have kept his balance, it might have been a first down. I mean, they're trying to chip away at that. Again, I am not defending Scott Linehan. I, I think there's criticism for everybody here. Yeah. You know, I really do. Yeah. But but to, but to put it all, I think my saying is always it's low-hanging fruit to say, okay, it's the OC's fault. There's no creativity here. You know, they were, they were a ta uh, Travis Frederick uh, block in the back uh, from having a really good design play on that screenplay, second play of the game. Tyron it, Smith. Oh, excuse me, Tyron Smith. Excuse me, Tyron Smith. Yeah, that it, Tyron Smith is fighting like hell to get to the outside to get that block. Uh, Bradbury, the cornerback, ducks him, and it makes it. Tyron Smith's in a rough spot because he's thinking, if I don't get this block, is Tavon Austin going to make this play? And this is not having enough experience with Tavon Austin, knowing that he's a little bit of an elusive guy. You know, if you have a guy out there you're kind of comfortable with, like, okay, I don't need to get this block. He's going to make the first guy miss. But he gets caught in no man's land, and he says, I've got to get this block. Where in actuality, he really didn't need to get the block. Smith's going to make the play. Those are the kinds of things that happen when you do call the good play, but you do have a negative play or a negative result because of a penalty or a misread or an indecision. Or a sack. Or a sack, yeah. Or a minus run early in, is in that, down. Is that one of the rules they changed on the line of scrimmage? <laughs> That you can't push a guy from behind. You can't push a guy. I always thought you could do it within the tackle box. Yeah. That was that was clipping and pushing and all that was available there. But on the outside, because they had it come back, they ran another screen that had the same exact thing happen, and they, they got another push. I mean, Zach Martin pushed as well, but it, they didn't call it. So sometimes you're at the mercy of what happens. But I'm not sitting here making excuses for the offense because – They've got to be better. No, yeah, they've bad. got to be better running the football. They've got to be better executing blocks. And the quarterback has to be better making decisions. He didn't help Connor Williams on that sack. Connor Williams is beaten. We talked about that at nauseum, that Connor Williams is going to struggle at certain points and times in this game. And that was the one time that Kawan Short got him and Dak had an opportunity to get rid of the football. And for some reason, he didn't do it. You know, and, and on that play, it was very smart on the Panthers because – it looked like Looney was set up to help Connor Williams, but Short went to the outside 
where there was no help. Right. Was, and then he got bent over. Yeah. You know, you were talking about Keekley. There was one play. He was in the middle, and he ran across all the way to the end to make the play. Yeah. And no one touched him. Yeah. It was just like me well, saying, okay, I'm going to go over there and run around and make a play. It's it's you know, there's it's a bad if you want to blame the coaches for that, then bad game plan if your game plan was not to block Luke Keekley. That's you a know, bad that's a bad game plan. But I, I want to believe their game plan was to block Luke Keekley. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. there, Sean yeah, Lee. He's yeah. gonna make plays all over the field. The he one did. the one thing I didn't like, and it was almost being stubborn, I think, that this is what we do on offense, right? When you run two tight ends, when you run three tight ends, all you were doing is inviting Carolina to put eight guys in the box. And the one time they had three tight ends, they had nine guys. Yeah. They had nine guys up there. Yeah. Well, where do you think you're going? Yeah. Uh, why? You this, know? This team is always ability to run at 11 personnel. And I, I guarantee you the Giants game plan this week. Need to sit down and look at the Giants and what Jacksonville tried to do to them. But, you know, they, you know they, Garrett even mentioned it in the post game. He said, hey, we started to spread them out a little bit. We had some success. Should have done that sooner. That's where now you fault the coaches. How quick did you get to the adjustment? Should you have been running the ball inside? And Connor Williams didn't play terrible. He, Connor Williams and Joe Looney did not play terrible. Kawantra, I thought he was going to wreck this run game. But they had – it was really Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley, the inability to stop Luke Keekley hurt them early. But, again, once they started blocking him or at least getting a hat on him, you know, they, they run a play. They ran a, a play where um, they get the ball – they get the ball the outside uh, to, to, on, to Zeke. And he's – but, you know, Lyle Collins is able just to get enough, just to get enough of Keekley. It was the, the option play for the touchdown. You know, on the it, I thought it was a well designed play. Option on the goal line, Dak does a nice job, fake the read and you know, or fake the the pitch, gets the defense to commit and then, then pitches it. You get a block on the outside from Hearns, but but Lyle Collins was able to get just enough of Keekley to affect his ability to get all the way to the outside, like Mickey's talking about. So Zeke outruns him. That's what you had to do. You didn't have enough of those. Affect Luke Keekley. Affect Luke Keekley. Affect Luke Keekley. You allowed him early in that game to affect the way you ran the football. Mickey mentioned 13 it. tackles. Is that yeah. he was all yeah. over the field? Yeah. He was. He so, was man of the match. So, he was the man of the match. <laughs> and by the way, LC struggled some too. Yeah. It wasn't just those guys in. Oh no. He, the holding call was a devastating play late in that right? game. Yeah. That led Oh well, yeah. Well, oh, was, yeah. are you referring to the one that led to the 47? Not the one where goal? not the one where he tackled, not the one where he tackled okay. the guy where he the, the holding call on the final drive okay. of the game that was one, was that it one. was a and he and it was a rodeo move. I mean, he he was overextended. He had no choice but trying to pull the defender down. And you know the official is standing right there. They're going to call that every time. That that is a he's like a it was like bulldogging. You know, you grab the steer around the head and you take him to the ground. Which, by the way, I did get the opportunity to watch the Giants game. Yeah. And the Jaguars uh, did a really nice job when Fournette was in the game. He got hurt. Sure. I think it was sometime in the second quarter, and they were doing a lot of misdirection. They were getting the ball on the outside, pulling their offensive linemen, mm -hmm. and not trying to go head up with snacks, snacks and yeah. all the rest yeah. of them. And they were having a lot of success running the football. And then for some reason, when Fournette went out, it just kind of changed what yelled in, in there. It wasn't bad, 
but they had they, they had gotten the ball on the edge on those yeah. guys the way you would want to yeah. with those big heavyweights. In if there. you if you find a way to get the ball to the edge, you can set some stuff up going inside. The, the, the adjustment is play wide, play wide, play wide, and you get them continue to do that, and then you have some opportunities I, up inside. I made note of it that first drive out of the s- second half, third quarter. Zeke gets two yards to, on first down, yeah. and then they go four wide the next two plays. Hearns get a, gets a twenty yard gain, right? And they and then Zeke he, he captures that edge a couple plays later. They they spread him out. It, yeah. That was an adjustment I thought that started to work a little bit. Yeah, for they him. did. And the, the the Hearns play for twenty yards was a, a been critical of Prescott here, but nice read on his part, keeping his eyes down the field. He's going to flush to his right. He's going to go back to the inside. Hearns does a veteran move of get, making sure that Luke Keekley goes past him. As Keekley goes past, he curls up inside. That's what you have to have. You need more of those types of plays. They didn't make enough of those big uh, chunk plays that, we, that we've that we seen from them in the past. And you, know, you mentioned earlier, Rob, they've, they've had a problem scoring here. They've had, But they've had more of a problem sustaining offense. Mm-hmm. That, that, was, that was a big, big problem for them yesterday. No question about it. Let's take our first break. Uh, we come back, we'll keep breaking down the offensive struggles. We'll get into the defense a little bit, how they played. Uh, debut of Brett Maher in the kicking game. Oof. You knew that was going to happen. Not what yeah. you wanted. 888-855-2297 is the number. We'll return in a moment on Talking Cowboys. Back to Talking. Back to talk. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. 
To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. A true cowboy loves his freedom, and Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch that mm-hmm. nestles you in frabbit fabrics that you can barely feel shop exclusive cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys for 20 percent off your first order tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys thanks mick it's like you never left i threw you a tough liner we yeah. had, got a couple nestled in there get them nestled i could have used some tommy johns <laughs> They need some nestling yesterday. Some nestling offensively. offensively. Yes. By the way, Cowboys kicking off the regular season at AT&T Stadium September 16th against the Giants. Excuse me. Tickets are only 40 bucks, by the way. Night game. Get yours now before they sell out at DallasCowboys.com, and they'll be looking for a much better performance all the way around, especially offensively. Before we touch on the defense, just getting back to Dak, Brian. 19 of 29, 170 yeah. yards, no picks, but no touchdowns. He got yep. sacked six times, although a, a few of those were a clear catch-up mode in the second half. Sure. How do you feel about just where he's progressing at this point? Or is it tough? Because that, that's the narrative. It's like, okay, oh, no. where's he going? Yeah. Is he regressing? Yeah. Obviously, it's a brand-new receiving core, and they use all six of those guys. They did play all six. Shuffling them in and out they at different do. spots. Do you think – Number one, what are your thoughts on Dak going forward? And also, do you think at some point, you think they'll try to pare down this receiving core a little bit? Oh, I think they will pare it down. They'll figure out what they want to do combination-wise and see who works, who doesn't work. Because Dak didn't want to use this as an excuse. No. But this is the first time I think all six of those guys were available in the same game. And he only played two preseason games. Yeah. He's had a lot of practice time with most of those guys. He's had a lot of practice time Uh, with those guys. Not a lot of game reps. So I don't know if that's an excuse, but it's something that, look, it's four out of six guys are brand new to the team. So maybe it's going to take a little time. No, I I don't know. They're going to need to find, they're going to need to pare the thing down and find out the best combinations they have for their guys. Uh, You know, but there were guys open. There were some times, you know, that they didn't get off. The guys did not get off some, some coverage. You know, Michael Gallup struggled to get off some coverage. 
We saw what happened to him. He got interfered a couple of different times. Yep. But that was a lot because he was just getting getting taken care of at the line of scrimmage. I mean, he just could not separate fast enough, you know, to to do that. I thought Cole Beasley was outstanding for him yesterday. But really, you know, we talked about Alan Hearns, the one play that he made, the veteran move. But they didn't have near enough of those. They didn't have. But but also, though, on the quarterback, he didn't do a very good job of finding those guys. And then, you know, whether he was feeling pressure, whether he was having to move, uh, you know, there were some plays that he clearly missed. I, I brought up the, the Gallup uh, across the field late in that game. He throws that ball out in front of Gallup. We're talking about the Cowboys being camped out inside the red zone right there with a chance to, to go tie that football game. But he throws the ball behind, and unfortunately, though, that's a mistake. Now, there used to be a time where if Dak Prescott was 19 of 29 for, say, 242 yards and a touchdown, they were winning these football games. Now, those were always kind of the magic numbers for Dak. But he's 19 of 29 for 170, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and they lose. You know, that just shows you really what the key part is. They need the other element of their offense, which is their running game. They That's what need I that. was going to bring up. Yeah, How they, many yards did they run for in the first half? Uh, Zeke had 18, yeah. I believe. I think they ran for 20. It's just clear, yeah. dating back to last season, especially that final eight-game stretch where he didn't have Zeke for six. Right. If they're not running the ball dynamically – and they're not in those short yardage situations, second, third right. down. And this is a lot of quarterbacks in the league. It's it's not good for Dak. He he needs he needs to be in second and six, third and two, all that kind of right. stuff. It, right. It, it's tough for him because then you're talking about having he, to make big plays it, down yeah, the field. He has to make plays down the field, but he also has to read what's happening. And if you want to say there was regression in that area, I'll, I'll say it. I'll, I'll say there was there was. I, I thought that Dak Prescott in year three would see the field better. It's one game. It yeah. is one game. And, you know, Carolina, he's have to, he has to worry about his left guard. He has to worry about his center, you know. But there were some times where he just did not pull the trigger on some throws. And whether that's he's thinking, like, I can't make that throw or I just I need to just fight for the next play, I don't know. But there were some guys that were open. And the problem is these guys don't get open all the time. And when they do get open, you better take advantage of that. And that was the issue they had. So did – Thompson not get into the game till late when I saw him actually catch some passes. No, no, he they was playing. He was, they, were, they, playing? They, they were playing him. Yeah, they played. They all played six from the jump. Really, the guy, the guy that kind of went out of the game was Austin. Yep, Austin yeah. was the one they started early. They clearly had a package or two for Austin. You know uh, about you know I, every, I always laugh when they throw four screens in a game and I didn't get the. What they run screens? I didn't get that question. You know, I didn't get that tweet. Hell, they ran yeah. one. They yeah. ran a screen to a tight end, I yeah. believe. Yeah, they Swing. did. Yeah. It was actually a wide delay, which was a great call, and it and it was a well executed play. They're capable of executing good offensive plays. They really are. They 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 are they are. But but this team this the margin of error for this team now with the wide receivers is is pretty pretty slim, pretty slim because you've got to take advantage of when they're open. And when they're not, and when they're not open, then you you have to do something else. Those tight ends, they've got to do something else. There's nobody there. You know, you could talk about Dez, and you could talk about Witten as those guys you used to hang your hat on. So yeah, I mean, those guys were a big part of what you did offensively. But you know, the the quarterback has got to be better. The play caller has got to be better, and the execution overall, the offense has to be better. Now, if you flip this around on the other side of the football, felt like there were some good adjustments. You know, when you looked at the first half what they were doing with Cam Newton. You know, I don't think they expected Cam Newton to sit there and pull the ball down as many times as he did 
on the on the read option stuff. You think that was straight? He had 59 rushing yards in the first quarter. Yeah, and then the second half they figured out, and a lot of it was scheme problem. A lot of it was, and Sean Lee stood up there and took the, you know, fell on the sword for, hey, I've got to play better. I've got to do, and he he's right. He missed a couple tackles. He missed a couple. He missed. Yeah. It was very unSean Lee. You know, you think about two really good Mike linebackers or two linebackers, I should say, two really good linebackers. You know, and I think I said in the postgame show, this defense played well without Sean Lee and Jalen Smith both playing well, which we kind of felt like, oh, my gosh, this defense is going to have both these guys play well. But they really they really were able to hold up on the back end, and they were able to hold up uh, you know, up front when it came to pass. What was the big worry? Well, it was going to be this young secondary. Right. They played the best. Yeah. Secondary. They, they, shut, they shut that team down. Yeah. Basically. Uh, and Kayvon Frazier, I – wasn't terrible. He, he was fine, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Broke the, up a pass to the, McCaffrey. The problem was they were not disciplined early in the game. That hurt those, him. Uh, when Cam was running the ball. That there hurt was, him. There was one play where Demarcus Lawrence cut way inside, and all Cam had to do was come around the corner. Same thing with Wilson on the one play. Damian Wilson yeah. shot. I think it was the touchdown, right? Yes. He shot in there, and it's like – just play your responsibility, yeah, yeah. you know. Don't start freelancing yeah, on him. Got to give North credit to North Turner there in terms of their offensive line is compromised, so we might have to – Cam's got to use his legs a little bit more in this oh, game. No, you know I, what he yeah, did. Yeah. It's like, okay, Rod Marinelli, you want this aggressive offense, everybody getting up the field? Defense, yeah. I mean, defense, yeah. everybody's being aggressive. Well, okay, now you better account for my quarterback because he's yeah. coming at you. That's something that you never felt like with under the Mike Shula administration when he was the OC. It was a lot of the read option, read option, cam run, cam run, cam run. You know, you were getting a lot of that. And then you kind of go back, you're thinking, well, Norv's not going to want him to run. Norv's want him to throw the ball, be on time, and all that stuff like that. But no, he 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 really he pulled it out. He reverted back to played to the strength of Cam Newton. Cowboys, like Mickey said, took the bait on a couple of those some outside runs, pulling the ball. But you know, second half, I think Chris Richard, Rod Marinelli, those guys did a much better job of saying, "Hey, everybody, just do their damn assignments here, and we'll be okay." Mm-hmm. The receivers didn't really affect the way they played. Greg Olson got hurt in that game early, and that, I think that helped the fact that he wasn't out there. And they did. They took advantage of a, of a beat-up offensive line. They've got some talent. When guys like Ross and, and, and those guys are making plays and, you know, I mean, you, 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 it's not uh, Taco making plays, that, that's, that's only that's, – Randy, Gre- Randy Gregory wasn't even really in the game. He got early, early concussion and he Less. was out. So yep. now it was up to Taco and Ross and, and those guys to have to make some plays up front. In, in order to kind of hold this group together. Funny part of the broadcast, when he started running Cam, Joe Buck turns to Troy and he goes, so did North Carl your number that yeah. many times? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Not a lot but, of read but, option in the 90s. But the point was, is that, like Brian said, he took advantage of what, Maybe Cam does best. Yes. And I don't think anybody was expecting that out of Norv. They wanted no. a structured, yeah. timing-based offense. Absolutely. And it, in the interviews ahead of time, before the game, they did a uh, they did an interview with Cam Newton, and he said that when Norv was named the offensive coordinator, he was scared. He was nervous because he thought Norv 
has this cookie cutter idea of what a quarterback is, and he was going to do that to me. And then when he came in, he said we started talking, and, and Norv told me, "Well, if you don't like that, we'll throw it out. Yeah. We're, we're going to take advantage of what you do best." Yeah, and I got- thought that's what he did. <laughs> well, that's and that's where that's where the fan out there is going to go. Well, why doesn't our OC do that? There you go. Why doesn't our you know and. To a point, they're absolutely right. Yep. Take advantage. When they started running the, a little bit more of the read option, it, they started blocking Luke Keekley better. They handled the front a little bit better. When they were able to make those four or five-yard runs, you know, things were a little bit better. But, you know, there wasn't that adjust. It wasn't using Dak, it wasn't using Dak Prescott. Dak but they Prescott, did, yeah. finally, yeah. the two-point conversion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, Troy called it. Oh, we goes, all, we, we were in the studio. He, we're he all, goes, here comes a yeah. quarterback draw. Everson Walls goes, <laughs> he goes... He goes, oh, man, this is quarterback draw all the way. And we're all, like, holding our breath because he's right. We knew, you know, it's just a matter of, okay, can Dak beat somebody to get into the end zone? And he beat the safety uh, uh, Jones there to, to get in. Yeah. Did anybody – I mean, did you read the line on Demarcus Lawrence? It was pretty good, Mick. <laughs> I don't know it off the top Everybody of my head. Everybody was but... worried about him being a one-year wonder. So seven tackles, one sack for yeah. seven yards, three tackles for losses in a quarterback hit, and one forced fumble. He had the edge in that matchup, no question, and he, he capitalized on it. And, and Brian wrote about this too. I thought Taco played well on the other side. I did, yeah. Uh, he, now he and and I think we talked. You talked about it earlier in the week. He's going to play more of those running downs yeah. in base, and then when you get in those clear passing situations, Gregory, when he's yeah, healthy I, I, and on the field, he he's going to be doing that. He had a great spin move to the inside. Yeah, that's, that that's yeah. If Cam didn't get rid of the ball, right, it was a sack. See, and they and they and unfortunately, the thing that we might remember a little bit about Lawrence was on third down, they get off the field, but he has he goes low oh. into, and that's and that's you know, and I, I get I get Walt uh, I get Walt Anderson calling that. You know, you want to protect these quarterbacks. You would hope that if they went low on on Dak, that they could have gotten that taken care of. But, that was the first drive. Yeah, yeah. But that's those are the kinds of things that you you know you have to you know when you get your when you get your defensive line up the field, and you know, like Mickey said, that's you know those are things are going to happen. But I, I the thing that I I took away from this is that this defense played well enough to win the football game, and they played well enough without Sean Lee having to play well and Jalen Smith having to play well because I didn't think that neither one of those guys was all that great yeah and 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 all along it was like oh god they got these linebackers they've got to play great for this to win they've got to have they got to have linebackers play but the front did a great job and the secondary did a great job too holding up what do you think of Vander Esch because he rotated in they would they put him in for a yeah, series I, occasionally it, it, yeah for somebody that has not had a lot of reps in the summer in the summertime and I and I'm a very much a wait and see guy on Leighton Vander Esch but Leighton Vander Esch in that game didn't do anything that killed you that yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, he's blowing a coverage here. Oh, he he missed a tackle, that kind of thing. I, I didn't see that from Leighton Vanderesh. I thought I, he had one play where he he tried to hit the hole and got blocked. Got blocked, and that's, it was the wrong hole. And yeah. McCaffrey went right up the middle. Yeah, that's that. That's where that's the one time you know when you watch him play that sometimes instincts get the best of him. He's thinking, okay, I can I can do this. And it ends up being the wrong play. But overall, I yeah, I don't, I didn't, you know, he didn't play very much at all in training camp. He didn't get. You talk about somebody that didn't get any games at all. I was surprised he played that much. Yeah, I was too, to be honest with you. But that the the defense, the defense, I think is the one thing that you can kind of say, okay, they played well enough to win this football game. Offensively, you just didn't. You give up sixteen points. That ought to usually be enough. Yeah, ought and, to be enough. And when they gave up ten points in the first half and got down ten nothing, 
Uh, Carolina starts one drive on the Dallas 35 because of a 30-yard punt return allowed. Yeah, that was huge. And then uh, they get a field goal at the end of the half, uh, starting at their own 38 after, I think it was an Anthony Brown penalty, that uh, 15-yard penalty that got him you know, flip field position a little bit. So they played well enough to win. Not good enough all the way around, though. Cowboys fall to 0-1 to start the season. 16-8 to was the final score. Let's go to our final break. And when we come back, let's keep breaking it down. We haven't touched on the special teams really yet kicking situation we'll take your phone calls as well 888-855-2297 next cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it and your skincare should be no different a longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys dallas-based jack black is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look smell and feel better visit getjackblack.com cowboys to get ten dollars off your first order of fifty dollars or more jack black Look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to talking Cowboys. Well, Jack Black time, Brian. Absolutely. And you know, when you have a face like this, you need all the help you can get. And uh, you want to use what the pros use? Jack Black is the official men's scare skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker for Jack Black faves plus a full size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping. Get, get at. Get jackblack.com. Use code Cowboys. Boy, it's kind of a funny way of saying it. At. Get, at. At. Get Jack Black. <laughs> I should have put some Jack Black on my foot. I might have healed faster. Yeah. That's a good thought in hindsight, yeah. but you're all good now, right? I'm, you got I'm a, coming along. You got a little shoe on, but you're okay. Vander Esch played 25% of the snaps. There you go. 17, yeah. 17 snaps. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to try to get him some work. I didn't realize I had it here. Nice. All right, you guys want to let's hit some phone calls. Why not? See what Cowboys Nation feels about last night's game loss, 16-8 to to Carolina. Can Mark, I say one thing real quick? Yeah, absolutely. We're doing well, folks. Really, trust me. We're doing well. Just go to it. We'll be good. <laughs> Mark in Tampa, we're doing well. What's on your mind? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, long-time fan, long-time listener. Date uh, back to the 70s as a fan. What do you got, man? Next. Well. I uh, definitely wanted to uh, 
not pile up on the offensive coordinator and the offense itself, but I, I feel that looking at this offense and the conservative nature that it continues to uh, uh, show us, I think uh, a lot of us fans don't realize how much Tony Romo played as far as game planning and being a de facto offensive coordinator. I think his offensive mind was genius, and um, I think a lot of the the success in the past was was um, uh, predicated on you know, things that he could see on the field. Even when he wasn't playing and he was backing up Dak, he was a godsend to Dak. Um, and with that said, um, looking at this particular game, I just expected more creativity uh, when you start uh, Deontay Thompson at wide receiver. Yeah, I expected some, you know, double moves, something of that nature. Well, I wrote about that. Yeah, and we just didn't see that. So yeah. it, 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 it's very disappointing not to see that. And you know, that's that's my venting. I appreciate the therapy session. Let me ask um, you this, real quick. Yeah. So you you don't you do not like the quarterback at all, am I right? As far as that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay. Well, I, you were I talking do. about you were singing the praises of Tony. Is that because you're saying because as far, of as, as far as the, the OC coordinator as the offensive coordinator? Okay, I got you. Yeah, I got I, you. I feel Tony was very uh, integral to the offensive game plan. I think he did more than we'll ever know. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. No, thank and, you. And, and he did. Point. And I, we do have to emphasize how many years he had in this system. Had a lot. Yeah. A lot of years in this system. Yeah. Um, Dax in his third year. Yeah. At some point. He, 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 At some point, I, he's going to have to get it, though. Yeah, and, and take control of it. And, take control and, of it and move forward. And be able Absolutely. to, you know, consistently, as you said, consistently make some throws yeah. down the field to kind of break things up. It helps when you can run the football, though. Right. That helps any quarterback. But what, is, what does being more creative mean? Because the second play of the game. They threw a great little screen. Right? Yeah. To Austin. Yeah. I mean, they, they I, tried I, the jet sweep. Yeah. They, they tried throwing uh, screens. A lot of times, though, if if the quarterback's on the run, it's yeah. not easy. No, and you can't throw a nine route. Yeah, uh, I was waiting for it, and I was waiting for it just to throw it, to throw it, right, to show it, show it. Yeah, and I don't know that he ever had time to throw it. No, he missed some throws. He missed throws. I he, give he, I give you. That. He missed some throws, and he didn't take some throws. Mm-hmm. That that was the thing. It was funny. He he threw a ball that was really kind of strange. Uh, Beasley ran like a little curl inside the ball went way to the right I mean I think Troy made a comment I'm like like oh that's just awful and you know it looked awful at the time but then at the end you watch it's like Beasley kind of said was I supposed to stay outside or was I supposed to go you know and Dak's like kind of pointing and Beasley's pointing and you're wondering did he throw the ball there thinking that Beasley was going to be there or did Dak just flat miss the read mm-hmm. so there, there's I, I trust me. I am. I am all about what's going on with the offensive coordinator. I get it out there, folks. I really, really do. But there, there are times where he does call plays where they're not executed well enough, and that's and that's on that's on the front office. That's on the coaches. That's on everybody to say, okay, these guys. The responsibility for Dak Prescott is to do this, and the responsibility for the receiver is to do this, and the responsibility of the blocker is to do this. There's a lot of responsibility going on here, but there tends to be one or two guys that get the finger pointed at him at the end of the day. That's our mailbag question show this morning. Yeah. <laughs> we have, we may do that later in the day. Yeah. What are you going to say, Mick? 
No, I was wondering what the mailbag question. Oh, was. a lot of Scott Linehan and oh. Jason Garrett stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's that's dominating the mailbag. Absolutely, it's, it's low hanging fruit. It, need, is, it need, really is, and it's not. Need as you to said, figure out. Need to figure out why Prescott does what he does. Need to figure out why they, the blocking scheme is what it is. You need to figure out why the routes are what they are. You know, is there poor execution? Is there lack of understanding from the coaching staff on to get it to? Is the message missing somewhere here? But people will people. It's real easy because we don't know the X's and O's. It's just never one thing. You know, there's always a mixed bag when things go wrong and when they go as wrong as they did yesterday. It's it's never one thing. And maybe a young quarterback needs more than forty snaps in preseason. See, this is this is, and I love this argument. And it's not an argument to me, but he's not wrong. But just from my standpoint of being the former personnel guy, I cannot find a player if he gets hurt in the preseason. I know. I'm sorry. I know. And I, I know. love you, Mickey. I really do. And I love everybody that wants to argue the point of, and I shouldn't say argue, discuss the point of why you play guys in preseason. I get it. It is the most nerve-wracking thing for Will McClay or any of those personnel guys to sit there and watch a game. And then all of a sudden, you got a guy, you got Jordy Nelson laying on the field, or you've got one of these guys, you got somebody that you have laying on the field that you're not going to have for the regular season. Travis, you know, Mick, just real quick, to your point, Travis Frederick's out in that last part of preseason. He's still out. Zach's hurt. Right. They're, they're saving Tyron. I understand. I'm, I'm just, not I'm saying. Just, I, I, I'm just not playing. You're not him. wrong. I'm not you're, saying they should have played him. I'm just saying. Even Tony Romo, late in his career, said in preseason, "I want to play an away game. Yeah. I want to make sure I remember all the different checks. Oh, there's no, I got to do no question. on the road where the no clock question. is. Yes, and 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 we're talking a quarterback that's played two two seasons. Yeah, yeah, and, and we're just expecting him to go out and perform. Uh, as if he's a salty veteran. But see, that's where I think that we we so should. So it's a exp- hard. I know, Mickey. But that, shouldn't we expect that from him? I'm talking about salty veteran. I'm not talking about the guy Fitzpatrick that lit the Saints up yesterday. I'm talking about a guy that's played 33 starts. 33 starts. I mean, if this was something and where it's Mahomes out there and he's making mistakes, and instead of throwing four touchdowns, he throws four interceptions. I get it, but. This is a this is a guy that's played 30, 30 some odd games. Just seemed to be those first several possessions seemed to be a lot of confusion. They took a delay a game, right? Oh, sure they did. Yeah, and that's when you that's your point about personnel, and that's the, that's you put on the coaches, yeah. sideline management, game management. You know, I, I I I we haven't even got into it, and I hope we do a little bit. Why did he punt? Why did he punt the ball in fourth down with three timeouts in in a, in a two minute warning? Let's do that right now. Let's hold the call. We got Cameron holding real quick. Just we were debating that on the sideline yeah. at Bank of America Stadium. I thought my gut reaction was you got three timeouts. Yeah. You got the two minute warning. Your defense it's is playing, playing well. well. Yeah, and if you give them the ball back at midfield, essentially they just need to hit one play. Yeah, and they're in field goal range, or they can run out the clock. Run out essentially, the clock. yeah. Uh, and get or, or give me uh, two scores on you at that point. I, I think you and I were in agreement on that one. Mick, what did you think? I applauded it when you, it happened. Going for I it? I said, good, be aggressive. Yeah. You're halfway there. This team is having trouble driving the field. So you're assuming if you stopped them and you got the ball back, say the 15, 20-yard line, 
that you were going to drive all the way downfield when they struggled offensively it's, the entire game except for one drive. It's see, a tough call. It's a risk either see, way. See, that's where that's I mean, where I, I look at the defense and I say, you know what, my guys are playing pretty damn good right now. I, if I could get a stop here, I'm going to get the ball. I'm trying to prevent myself from having to drive 80 yards. That's what I'm trying to prevent. I'm trying to drive 50 yards. I'm not trying to drive 80. But I, I'm thinking, well, I got Tavon Austin as a returner. Maybe he could get me some field position here. Maybe they have a shank. Heck, they had a bad snap on a field goal or, you know, an extra point. You never know in that situation. But I, if my offense is struggling, I'm trying to give them the shortest path to getting a score. Well, they were halfway there. Yeah, but am I right? Yeah, but you they gave were, but, fifty yard But line? you gave yeah. the ball. You gave the ball to Car- you, to Carolina, and then they were able to kind of punch you into. Now their their punter made a stupid. That was stupid on their part, for him to punt the ball into the end zone. That was stupid. Yeah, that, I mean that almost that almost backfired. It gave him a shot. It gave. It, it, it gave. gave the, the got the ball back. Yeah, but 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 to the me, field position part. The, the field position when you're not driving the ball well enough. And the fact that your defense, if they're handing the ball to McCaffrey, he fumbled earlier in the game. Who's to say you don't all of a sudden strip the ball there? I, I just, I know there's a lot of ifs, but if you're struggling on offense, give me the ball at potentially the 50 yard line and let me go that route instead of going 80 yards with minimal time. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I didn't like it. I, I don't. And, you know, I, I think that I'm critical of him not knowing the condition of his team. And he, he, he should have realized that his defense was playing well enough. I to think get, he did, but I think he back. also realized the offense wasn't driving the field. Yeah, but, but, but one time, how many possessions? No, that's what I'm saying. But Mickey, if they, you punt, were halfway there. Yeah. But if they punt the ball, you're, if you're, you're, if you're halfway there, you know, I, I mean, it, you, you, I don't know. I just you could flip a coin on that which one. Which I, I didn't. I didn't. I just didn't like it because he he. They usually burn timeouts, and I'm kind of was proud of him for having all three timeouts in that situation, plus a two minute warning. I was like thinking, okay, he's got this thing set up. Now, find a way to get the ball back. Yeah. We would be remiss if we didn't mention the punter was awfully good. Yeah, Chris Jones. Yeah, he was. And did he, he average like f- almost fifty yards a punt? Yeah, I think he was forty-eight and a half. And I, and I would have trusted like him to put the ball right on side the four-yard line. <laughs> One more time, he pinned him twice That's inside the twenty. Yeah, Carolina's I, punter. I, Carolina's punter he, did it three he, times. He's one of the best punters in the league when it comes to I doing know, that. But most of his flip-flops were ending at the fifteen. Well, but if he's punting from the from his own fifty, maybe he can get it down inside the. I, I'm just. That's just me. And it, it wasn't a hindsight move because I was we were in there and I was screaming at the TV, don't don't go for this. Don't go for this. See, and I was doing the opposite. Okay. I was yelling to go for it. It's <laughs> fair. You guys disagree often. I love us. Make well, this, no. Let's make this I show just, great. I just want them to be aggressive. Uh, worried about the kicker already? That was going to happen. You knew that. That was a $100 bet in Vegas. That he was going to miss it? Yeah. 47 yards. Absolutely. You knew just the whole thing that happened. You weren't around when that whole thing went down. What did you think about that? My initial thought uh-huh. was they were trying to trade Mayor, uh-huh. and they kept him on the roster and couldn't get it done, and they said, let's give it a couple more days. Bailey, just go home, sit, and then yeah. we'll resign you. Mm. And then when I saw him work out for the Jets, I said, oh, so much for my theory. Yeah. <laughs> but – 
Jason used a word in the press conference the first time. Confidence? Yes. Yeah. It, it, he answered the questions. Yeah. It was about confidence. Yeah. And it wasn't their confidence in him. I think it was his confidence in himself. Right. And I think they saw something that scared him. And they said, let's give Mayor every chance he can to prove he can do this. Right. Because he, he punted basically in three of the four, I mean, kicked. kicked three of the four preseason games, right? Yeah, right. And then in practice, he was kind of taken over, and it's like, whoa, what's we, going we, on? We tried to watch, but we didn't watch as well enough. We I didn't, mean, we yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't chart it like I chart Bailey. And, and that's, that's, not, that's a lesson I've learned going forward, yeah. you know? Don't, well, don't, don't, don't assume anything. I don't think, I don't think he outkicked Bailey in, in training camp. It might have been close to a tie. Mm -hmm. I just think there was something they saw in Dan Bailey that scared him. And it didn't Confidence. have anything to do with money. I, I think that, right. that whole thing about yeah. money, because I saw somebody nationally, oh, go pay the guy. That's your kicker. He's da-da-da. And it's like, okay, that's fine for you to say that, but you weren't around watching the whole deal. Yeah. All right, one last caller. Cameron in California. Got to be kind of quick. What's on your mind? Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, uh, welcome back, Mick. But, you know, Thank you guys you. didn't even let us know when you're, like, on your way back again. But, you, like, when, when were you on the cords, you know, or anything like that? You know, you didn't do it all of a sudden back. Well, welcome back. Thank I just you. got a couple of comments. Uh, Dak, you know, he seemed like he had the yips. Like, like he just wasn't quite – didn't see the field like he was – I mean, it was obviously just hadn't played. So I wasn't – I'm not too worried about it. I mean, the cup's kind of half full there. Um, but, uh, the other thing is, is Connor held up pretty well, Yeah, he but did. on his technique, he got techniqued by, by short One time, and yeah. got a pull through there Yeah, uh, on the sack. Uh, but he held up pretty well. I wasn't too worried about that, but sure. Lee, I had never missed Lee. I'd never seen Lee miss a tackle like he did. I mean, he got he trucked did. one time by a little guy and then he, he just took the wrong angles a couple of times, which I never see Lee do. I mean, that's just, I, I just feel like. This was just one of those anomaly games, and they were in the game the whole way, so I'm not worried about it. When I see the same thing against the Giants next week, yeah. then I'll be a little concerned. But sure. I, I felt good. You were right on the money there, Brian, with uh, with we'll be able to be run uh, run up that defense, and, yeah. and, and we couldn't at the time. So. Yeah. Um, All right, yeah, Cameron. You guys are dead on right. Great show. Thank you. I'll let you guys go. Thanks for the call. Lee, Lee not playing enough football? Again, there I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't replace him either. His ninth year, and he, and, he about that? and Mickey, he gets hurt walking across I know, the street. I know, and you don't want him in there. No, I but don't. It's and, a, it's and a I, difference. I understand. I totally get everybody's preseason argument because I'm sure we watched a lot of teams yesterday play. There are people that looked awful, yeah. just awful. And you know, this is one of one them. other thing about the offensive line. Get I know we got to go. Thing. But remember, we saw a lot of them pulling. We didn't see that as much in the second half, though. That's when we saw it. That's right. what I would have done. Right? Absolutely. Th that was to protect Connor. It was to protect Looney. Tight ends, too. Yeah. Down Pulling. Blocks. Yeah. Because they're good at it. Yeah. And, yeah. and all see. of a sudden, it was we'll straight see. ahead. We'll see that this week. Get ready. Okay. We'll find out. And we got four more days to talk about it. Yeah. I'm talking Cowboys. Got the Scouts Notebook coming up later today, too. Check it out on Dallas Cowboys Mobile. Coming up. Yeah, Mickey's column coming up and Jason Garrett will speak later. The break is next. Thanks to Kent and William for producing. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Keep your eyes wide open. 
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!